I was looking at the Gospels for the entire month of July, thinking maybe there would be an opportunity to have a continuity of a theme to preach on. As, as I was looking at the Gospels and all the readings, really, for this next month, it became clear to me that I wanted to focus, that the Lord wanted me to focus on prayer. And so over these next four weeks, um, I hope to kind of give a homily series on a how-to pray. I think we all need that reminder sometimes of how are we supposed to pray? Can you recall who it was who taught you how to pray first? Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was grandparents. Maybe it was later on in life that we learned how to pray. I find this to be true for myself, it may be for you, that as you grew older, you learned how to pray less. Right? As a child, there was a purity to your prayer and a trust that you made the prayer and what you asked Jesus in prayer would happen. But then as experience came, you slowly learned that wasn't quite the case, that you got everything you asked for in prayer. I remember the very day my innocence of prayer was broken. It was January the 1st of 1994. If you're a Nebraska Cornhusker fan, you remember what happened on that day. I was praying my little seven-year-old heart out. And it seemed God had answered my prayer because that referee gave us one more second. And then you remember why I left. In the heart of a seven-year-old chatter, does God not hear the prayers of the greatest football fans in the world? Who else would he hear, of course? People in Florida State didn't pray, so. We have that innocence as prayers, child, children. And then the rest of our lives, as Jesus portrays for us in the gospel, Right? He's revealed those things to the little ones, to the childlike. Is that really what prayer is? Asking God for something and convincing God to do something. Right? From the time that we were in first grade, we learned that God is all-knowing. He knows everything. God's unchangeable. So how is it that my prayer could change God's mind to do something? It's not really how we're supposed to be looking at prayer. The call is to look at prayer not so much of a, what am I getting out of it? Or what am I saying? It's more so of who am I with. In the book of Genesis, when relationship is spoken of, it's speaking of walking with God. I like this as a beautiful picture. If you were to go with a walk, 
with someone. Right? Maybe husband and wife, you walk together, or you walk with their children. Sometimes there doesn't even need to be a conversation. Right? But that walk is a time spent in each other's presence. That's a beautiful image for prayer there. We spend time in the presence of the Lord. St. Ignatius of Loyola, in directing his spiritual exercises, these are the retreats that are given, um, namely for Jesuit priests, but they're also, to this day, for priests around the world, also for the lay faithful. He instructs them on how he begins his time of prayer. It's simply this. He says that for the space of an Our Father, which I take to mean 30 seconds, some Italians might take to mean 10 seconds, right, for the space of an Our Father that we're to quietly meditate upon God's gaze on us and then to make some act of reverence. So for myself, this usually looks like they all imagine usually looking up at a crucifix, Jesus gazing at me from the crucifix and just resting in that. 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute. In that time, that short amount of time is able to direct the whole rest of the time of prayer whether that be 30 minutes or an hour, whether that even be 15 minutes. And it's there that we're able to rest. And so as Jesus says, come to me all you are labor and burdened and I will give you rest. It's a perfect place to rest, just in the gaze of Jesus, in the gaze of the Father. I think often when we pray, a lot of us will just get anxious. Am I doing this right? Oh, my mind's wandering so much. And we get more anxious about praying wrong than actually just spending time with someone. Sometimes it's good to just spend some time in prayer that I say nothing. I don't have any agenda. Just simply to be with God. So for me, that's usually at night I pray better. For some of us, it may be in the morning that we pray better. But we take some time, we spend that in quiet with God. That may be that we go to a, come to the church and spend some time before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, reserved in the tabernacle, or it could be that we have time in a quiet corner of our house that we have set up for prayer. To end my homily, I want to um, end just leading you in kind of how I begin a moment of prayer as I explained how St. Ignatius teaches. Um, to lead you in that, and hopefully that can become a habit for you in prayer, that you use that technique to center your heart on God. 
to allow the gaze of the Lord to be upon us. So we call ourselves into the holy presence of God. As you place your hand on your heart, just be aware of the beating of your heart. You can do this with your eyes open or your eyes closed, whichever works better for you. If you need to look at a crucifix to do it or if imagining is better for you. Just see the Lord gazing on you with love. What does that gaze look like? How do you feel? Be aware of the love of Jesus for you. And we'll just take a minute or so to rest in the presence of that love, the gaze of the Father, the gaze of Jesus. Jesus.